On today's episode of Relationship Radio, Kimberly sits down with Marriage Helper Certified Coach, Jared Pratt. You might have seen Jared before on some of our previous episodes. Jared has been a Marriage Helper Certified Coach for five years now. On this episode, he actually walks us through his journey of searching for a divorce and actually finding Marriage Helper instead. He shares a lot about his story, and he talks through an exercise that he used that you can implement in your daily routine right now. All that and more on this episode of Relationship Radio. Have you ever found yourself wondering if you should actually just get a divorce? That's actually what we're going to be talking about today. I am honored to be interviewing one of our Marriage Helper coaches and team members, Jared Pratt. And in our conversation, we're going to find out Jared's journey and how he actually started the process of saving his marriage by looking for if he should get a divorce. Definitely an intriguing story. Jared, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Kimberly. It's a true honor to be here. Oh my gosh. You're always such a joy of a person to talk to. (laughs) So I'm eager about our conversation today. Uh, When was it? I mean, back when you were thinking or go back to when you were having marriage Mm -hmm. problems and marriage troubles, what were the things that were going on in your situation that led you to yeah. Begin looking for something. Yeah. So it was about 2015. Um, you know, we had just been at the end of a long season of uh, just working and working and working, kind of the midlife stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we were house flippers. And uh, when you're when you're flipping houses, you know, you have a full-time job and then you come back home, you have a different full-time job yeah. that you have to pay a bunch of money out to, <laughs> to do. So uh, resources were limited and our time was limited and we weren't friends as much as we had been. How long had you been married at that point? Uh, that was our 15th year of marriage. Yeah. And we got married in 99. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I was just growing increasingly unhappy. Mm. Um, it seemed like we were just churning and nothing was really changing and, and I uh, wasn't satisfied. And Jen also was not satisfied and we were kind of taking it out on each other. Mm-hmm. I would let things build up inside of myself. Uh, cause I'm, I'm a pretty peaceful guy, but I internally kind of angry. So I would let things build up inside of me enough that it would become a, a serious problem. And then when I would go to Jen with my issues, I would say it with way too much emotion, way too much sharpness. And she would react defensively and we would have, um, a ridiculous sort of a non-fight where we wouldn't get anything done. But it would damage our relationship, and then the whole cycle would start all over again. And after years of this cycle occurring, I just decided to stop talking. Mm, you just shut down. Yeah. And what happened next? Well, um, many things. Uh, I thought, you know, I'll just power through. Mm-hmm. Someday it'll be over. Um, I'll just... Uh, like someday it'll be over. Like- so, someday life will just magically get better, and I won't <laughs> have to do anything, right? Yeah. You know, just I'll be past all these houses and... Then mm. and then we'll just be different. Uh, so, but but what was actually happening was uh, my wife would go to bed, and I would say, "Okay, good night, sweetheart. I'm gonna play some video games or whatever." Mm-hmm. But I would actually leave the house at night mm. after I knew she was asleep, and I would walk around the city all night long doing really dumb guy stuff like punching trees and things like that. You know, for all the good that does. And, uh, you know, I just walk around just inside my own head a lot. And, um, but I didn't want the conflict of her knowing that I was doing that stuff. So 20 minutes before she would wake up, I would get back into bed. So my body would have heated up and she wouldn't have realized I hadn't been there the whole night. Mm. 
And that was the state that I was in uh, when something really, really bad happened. Uh, one of uh, a, a friend's daughter um, sent me some videos of herself doing some sexual stuff with her boyfriend. Mm. Um, and it was an accident, and I knew that it was, and I didn't know what to do about it, so I just lied to that girl. I said, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't open that thing you sent. <laughs> I have an Android, you know. And that spared her feelings, but um, she kind of was still in my life tangentially. You know, I would see her once in a while. And uh, it wasn't so much that I uh, was in any way drawn to her. I just thought, you know, if I was with any other random person, I would probably have a better relationship than I have right now. Mm. And so I had a very, uh, you know, the grass has got to be greener literally anywhere else. And that made my anger problem so much worse. Mm. Did Jen, did Jen know about the text message? She didn't know about the text message at first. Um, because again, I, I had stopped talking. So I just kind of kept a lot of that stuff to myself. Um, it wouldn't have done any, I mean, if I would have talked to her about it, I would have done exactly what happened, which was on Valentine's day, 2015. Cause I am such a classy guy, uh, on Valentine's day, 2015, uh, we actually took the night off from, from working on the houses. We fixed each other a very nice meal. And, uh, at the end of the day, um, I said, Hey, you know, we haven't got to hang out for a little while. You want to uh, go do some stuff. And she, and I got the answer I was expecting, which was, you know, I'm just kind of really tired tonight. I think I'm going to go to bed early. And I let her have it. Mm. And I told her that she was not a good wife and that, uh, I told her about the text messages and all that stuff. Uh, it was the middle of the night we were, we were fighting. Um, it, it was ridiculous. And that was the night I, I told her that I was unhappy and it wasn't working. And, and I actually looked for married or I looked for divorce information that night On that and I landed on marriage helper instead. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I actually Googled how to divorce and uh, I found an article that said, here's 10 things why you probably shouldn't divorce. Mm. And of course I was really skeptical, you know, I was yeah. like, ah, 10 things, you know, and, but, but I read the article and then the next day I was like, you know, I kind of want to read that article again, but I couldn't find it. It was so frustrating. I'm like, it's relationship helper. It's marriage assistant. It's you know, <laughs> thinking of every permutation I can think. It wasn't in my history because I had cleared it so that Jen wouldn't find it. <laughs> so I did eventually find it again. Somehow you found it again. I did. I found it again. And I thought, yeah, you know, I I don't know about this. Uh, so, but but I was intrigued by the idea of pies um, and I saw you had a podcast and so I downloaded the first one and, uh, Dr. Beam's voice is like audible chocolate, you know? Absolutely. So I just was like, man, that is a smooth That's what voice. you needed the day after yeah. Valentine's. It really that was. Audible yeah. Chocolate. That audible chocolate. Yeah. So there were only three or four podcasts at that time. And, uh, I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just listen to one, but I ended up listening to them all. And then at the end of that, I thought, you know, I just, I, now I don't know what to do mm. because I'm, I'm frustrated. Life's not good. But I feel like if I just give up, that that's not good either. And 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 I, it was so I had I had such a bad motivation. Um, nobody at home mimicked me because it's terrible. I wanted to be able to say to my friends and family, and especially my church family, I did everything, you guys. I did everything. I even did this super obscure thing called pies that I found on a website one time, and nothing worked. She's crazy. Like that's mm. what I wanted to be able to say. Mm. It was a pride thing. Mm. So would you say the bigger issue at this point in your marriage was what was, I mean, clearly there was a relationship issue, but would you say the relationship issue was the worst part or what was, what 
mentally in your head you were thinking mm, yeah. is the worst part, your own mindset. Boy, uh, you know, one really fed off of the other. Um, my relationship was bad because of how I was thinking. Mm. And I was thinking bad because my relationship was not giving me what I needed, mm. you know. And I, and I have a, I have a background, um, you know, the people I grew up with, I love them. I mean, my own family is great. You know, uh, I grew up in a church and the church believed that anything that happened to you that was negative was your fault for not having enough faith. Now, again, I love those people. They're, they're my friends and many of them still are, uh, that mindset though is not very good. And, uh, I also had, um, quite a difficult time learning when I was young. Uh, I did not learn to read until I was in the fifth grade. So, um, I always felt very behind and I felt wrong. And I brought a lot of that mindset into my relationship. If, if there was something wrong with, with uh, Jen's life, like it must be my fault because I'm not smart enough or I couldn't figure it out or whatever. And so I beat myself up a lot and none of that was her fault. It was all on me. Um, she had issues too from her childhood uh, that was not my fault and I couldn't fix it. Uh, and so that's a recipe for a pretty bad relationship. And that's in fact, uh, it took us a long time to get there because we were great friends in high school. Yeah. Uh, so it took us, you know, 15 years to get there, but by, but you eventually get there. Yeah. How you old know? were you when you got married? Uh, we were 20. Yeah, yeah. We were 20. Yeah. Very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was too. But, uh, so, okay. So you are day after Valentine's day listening to audible chocolate of yep. Dr. Jovine <laughs> on podcast yeah. like this one, this podcast. And, uh, what happened? What happened next? Well, you know, um, your mind can be such a prison. Mm. Uh, and I, I did not think I wanted to save my marriage. And in fact, I didn't. Um, but like I said, I wanted to be able to say I had done everything. So I, I was listening to the podcast over many, many, many weeks. I listened to the podcast. And uh, a day happened where I was sitting in a Walmart parking lot, just kind of on purpose, not going home. And I had heard all the podcasts several times already. And uh, a lady named Petra called into, she's one of the coaches here now. She called into the radio show. Um, so I got on the website, I saw the show was being recorded live and I, and I called in, I didn't get on the air, but I called in and I was just listening and she, she called in and she told some of her story. And Dr. Beam said, you know, when I met your husband, I really believed that he was a good guy who had done a bad thing. And I, I think that your marriage has a chance. And, you know, when I heard that the first time I was like, man, I don't know what to think about that because clearly this lady is in a lot of distress and she's, you know, a guest in our country. I mean, she's a citizen, but she's a guest in our country. She's not at home where she has her support system and here, Dr. Beam. Yeah. She's from Germany. Yeah. So, uh, here, here's Dr. Beam telling her to stick in when somebody is doing something to her that I was really making me angry to hear that story. <laughs> so, uh, but I thought, you know, my situation isn't nearly so hard as all that. Um, I wonder if I could make my marriage better. And that's when I really buckled down working on my pies. Now it, it took me almost an entire year before I softened enough to be able to say like, I really am going to stay here. Mm. Uh, but during that year, I uh, really worked a lot on my emotions and my, and my thinking, my I and my E, uh, everybody else, you know, P and S physical and, and spiritual. Those are sort of the, you know, go to the gym and go back to church. You know, let's, everybody can get those. I and E intellectual and emotional are kind of hard to grab. 
I worked on how I was thinking and how my thinking was making me feel. That was the major hurdle for me. I wanted to feel differently, but I needed to think differently. So I started a program, uh, and I didn't know what it was called. I just named it. I called it Name the Lie, Say the Truth. So I got some index cards, and uh, on the index card, I would write down uh, if I was especially angry that day or feeling depressed or whatever, I would write the thoughts I was having in that moment. What are they? And uh, I'm making up something right now. Not, not, not anything my wife did because I never spoke. I never speak ill of her, especially in public. So uh, I'm, I'm making up a, a story right now. Um, I would write a card like this. Uh, I am angry at Jen because uh, she yelled at me today when I was on my way to work. And that wasn't fair. Uh, it made me have a bad day. And I would never treat her like that. And therefore, she doesn't love me as much as I love her. So now I have a card and it has the stuff I believe written out on it where I can see it. I would spend an hour and I would drink a cup of coffee or go grab a sandwich or do the next part of my job or whatever. And I would come back and look at my card as if someone else had written it and I was going to critique it. So on the back of on the front of the card, I would write the word lie next to any element that I couldn't absolutely agree with. Any element at all. If I couldn't agree with it. As the observer. As, as the, the observer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would write the word lie next to it. And I would write a short statement of truth on the back of the card to counteract that lie. So uh, my wife yelled at me and I didn't think that was fair, but that's a lie. It's true that I didn't like the timing because it's happening just as I'm leaving for work. And it's true that I didn't like how it's handled because I'm being yelled at. But it's not true that I think it's unfair. I do think that she's angry about something real that actually happened. And in that sense, it is fair. And so on the back of the card, she's mad about real things. I would never treat her like that. That's a lie. I've probably made her feel rotten a whole bunch of times and she didn't say anything to me. So I make her feel bad too. Um, she doesn't love me as much as I love her. That's, she has not said anything like that to me. Um, I'm projecting onto her because I don't feel lovable. So now I have a card and the front of it has the stuff I believe, but the back of it has the stuff I know to be accurate. And so now it's a question of, it's a, it's a contest of will to figure out which one of those two ideas gets to live on in my mind. And I did this exercise for most of a year, um, the last half of 2015 and into 2016. And I made a really interesting discovery that made me a much more positive person, the person that you all know and love today, uh, which is... I thought I'm going to have like 50 of these cards with me. Um, I'm going to have to get bigger pants to carry these cards around. <laughs> I got so many problems. <laughs> but, uh, but actually, uh, I had two or three at a time. And that was it. I had two or three at a time. Now, a card like I just described, it's like a one-day card. You've mm -hmm. filled it out. There's nothing to think about anymore. Um, but some cards, uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to have the kind of relationship I want to have. And I go, I can't tell if that's true or not. And so that card would live in my back pocket for, you know, a month or two, maybe. Mm. And I would think about it over and over. And so what I discovered is there's this 97% swath of my life that's working actually really well. And there's this 3% slice over here that isn't doing what I want. And that is the only one I ever look at. And that realization helped me become a much more positive person. Um, and when my mind changed the way I felt toward my relationship and a whole bunch of other people too, those things started to shift. And then all of a sudden, uh, I didn't take it personally anymore that 
Jen was not fulfilling me in the way I wanted because I came to realize that like, I feel good whether she's there or not. So, um, as we're going through that year, um, I also got her into marriage helper and, uh, I'm ashamed to admit again, part of my getting her into marriage helper at first was, um, oh man, I saw this really great article online. Let me print it for you and make sure that you do everything on it because this will fix you, you know, and that is, that is not the appropriate way to use our resources. There's still some pride there at the yeah, time. Yeah, still some pride there at the time. Absolutely. Pride and anger. Uh, but, uh, she worked her pies and I worked my pies and by the time, how, how, hmm? let's, let's stop sure. there for a second. Um, how did she react when you printed this article and handed it to her that told her yeah. to work on herself? Yeah. I think she agreed with it in theory, but, uh, was offended in practice. Yeah. Yeah. She really was like, you know, uh, you're the one with all these problems. Like you're the one with all this anger and stuff. And I don't, I don't, ha- I'm not dealing with any of that stuff. So both of you felt the same way about each other. Like mm-hmm. you're the problem. You yeah. have the anger. You need to work on it. Yeah. And are both of you the temperament or at least were you at the time where you avoided conflict in yes, general? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. I am, uh, very, very, like I would rather just everybody get along mm-hmm. and, uh, she is a calculator. Okay. So she's very, uh, exacting and, and direct. Um, but she, she likes peace as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got on the tangent of that. So yes, where were you headed? She yeah. printed this and then. Yeah. So, so, uh, when things started to get better, we, we both were working our pies, uh, by the time we attended the marriage helper workshop, we were already in a pretty okay. I mean, we were in a, we were in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, on the way to the workshop, we, uh, you know, it was, it was an eight hour car ride. We listened to an audio book online and uh, had interesting discussion about it. And when we got to the hotel, we watched, uh, you know, some documentaries on Netflix and, you know, we were just doing like friend stuff like we used to do. Mm. Uh, and then we went through the three day workshop mm-hmm. and on the way back from the workshop, mm-hmm. it was very nearly 10 hours because we got lost. Yeah. <laughs> We talked to each other so much that we did not hear the turn-by-turn directions from the, from the person. So it was like meeting her again for the first time. Aww. And uh, we ran out of gas. But fortunately, we ran out of gas at a gas station. Uh, so we literally pu- pushed it into the pump. And uh, then we got back on the road, and I said, you know, I am really just feeling kind of weak. Um, how are you feeling? And she goes, yeah, I feel kind of weak, too. Have we eaten today? And we had not. We totally forgot about breakfast and lunch. And here it was, supper time. We still had not eaten so much was our um, just intense conversation. Like, oh, I remember when my mom did this when I was young. And, and, and I was wow. like, oh, man, I can totally relate with that because this happened to me. And yeah. it was like this whole brick sharing experience. So we're one of the couples that after the workshop, we reconciled in a day. That's amazing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What happened with your pride? Well, uh, I had learned that... Uh, my mind was basically my prison. So a lot of my pride went away during that first year. Um, I, I can actually remember very clearly there was a, there was a day uh, it was getting cold again and I was, I could see my wife out in the garden. I could see her through the back window and she looked so small outside. She had her hands in her pocket and her shoulders were hunched up and she looked so small and cold and my heart Like I wanted to go out and stand next to her and warm her up. Mm. And that was one of the first indicators that I just really had softened a lot toward her. I did not actually go outside because I didn't want to give her false hope. Mm. 
So I had, I was stood at the window and had this debate with myself internally and she didn't know anything about that. But, uh, that was one of the first indicators that I, I read truly softened a lot toward her. That's amazing. Yeah. And what about today? Like, how do you keep your mind in check yeah. and deal with conflict and not get angry or prideful? Yeah. Yeah. Name the lie, say the truth. Uh, it's still part of my life. I don't have to write it down anymore. Um, I have a, I have a therapist friend who told me that that exercise is actually called cognitive behavioral it restructuring. It absolutely <laughs> is. It changes the neuroplasticity yeah. in your yeah, brain. It does. But, but you know, I like my name for it better. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. It makes more sense. Yeah. Gives you the instructions in it. Yeah. You can figure it out. Yeah. So I can usually process through things much, much better now. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, 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 I still get frustrated with stuff. Sure. But I can let go of things so much faster. Mm. And my relationship today with my wife, uh, she could say anything to me and I would be able to hear it. And I can say anything to her and, and she would be able to hear it. I really feel like she is my partner again. Um, and uh, God, our relationship now is so much deeper and more complicated than it used to be, but it's so much better that um, it's almost an incomparable like it, it's almost like the first 15 years were just a warm up to the kind of relationship I have right now. Like I needed to go through this suffering and training to be qualified to be in this relationship that I have right now, because it's, it's amazing. It's a really good relationship. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So you're one of our coaches. You've mm -hmm. been a coach for how many years now? Uh, since 2017. Yeah. Well, since 2018, I'm sorry. I started yeah. training in 2017. Sure. Yeah. So five years. Yep. And what would you say is one of, for people who are listening to the episode and maybe in the place you were when mm -hmm. you heard the first yeah. episode you heard, where you're in that place of, I don't know if I want to save this. Can this mm -hmm. really work? They're the ones that need to change. Yeah. What would be your encouragement? Yeah. Um, well, no matter where you go in life, you're going to be with yourself. Mm. So uh, you may as well work on improving even like own own a hundred percent of your 10 percent mm. if you think you're only 10 percent of the problem own a hundred percent of that and get it solved and then make the decision about where you want to go um it doesn't make sense to make decisions based on things that are going to change later on you should do the change now and then make the permanent decision mm. hmm it's a really interesting way to look at it, Jared, mm -hmm. as always. The other thing, one of the other things you do with our team at Marriage Helper is uh, you're over our membership yes. in our community when people are coming into the system. And that's typically a place where a lot of people start, right? It's kind of their mm -hmm. entry point into uh, this membership. Can you explain what the membership is, what, how it helps people yeah. just practically and tactically? Yeah. So uh, I'm a bit new to that role. Mm -hmm. uh, so the membership is going to be changing a bit uh soon. Uh, but basically it is a subscription based service that just gives you access to all of our toolkits. Um, I think it's five support calls a week. Um, uh, by support call, I mean a coach will sit down for an hour and read out questions live and answer them. Um, and, uh, we have all kinds of coaches that do that. You also get access to, um, a community of other standers, uh, where you can just uh, have some peers to go through your hard hardships with. Um, and on top of that, there are uh, monthly trainings. Uh, you and I did one recently uh, mm -hmm. on uh, how to talk about things when you disagree. 
Um, and all of that stuff is recorded. And so uh, the membership gets more and more and more valuable as time goes on. You get access to more and more and more things. Right. Uh, so really, really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is really good stuff. We've had so many people say it's uh, like the price it is per month is way less than even one yeah. counseling session or one yeah. coaching session. And it's for an entire month of of what they get, what, uh, for clients that you've worked with, like when they're in the membership, what is it that, that, that the membership helps them accomplish or overcome? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, having access to all of the toolkits, you know, if you, uh, were struggling with, uh, trust, uh, well, we have a toolkit for that. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, I don't know, it's seven or eight hours of, of video content. There's a workbook to print out. There is stuff to do. There are actionable items to take. Um, there are aha moments to be recorded. Uh, don't just sit with the problem, yeah. find the solution and work through it. Uh, I often tell my clients, uh, don't look for a way out of your circumstances, look for a way through them because there is no way out. Mm. There is no way out. Even if you gave up and walked away tomorrow, the pain is not going to end. Yeah. You have to do the work on yourself. Absolutely. There's a pies toolkit. There's a pies toolkit. Yep, there's <laughs> there a pies toolkit. Absolutely. There, there are toolkits for the specific pie you are trying to improve. That's right. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and we're not talking about chocolate or yes. blueberry. <laughs> talking about physical, intellectual, emotional, or spiritual. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. And for our listeners who are listening, we have a special offer for you. You can actually get 25% off your first month of membership, which is a fantastic opportunity to take us up on. So to take advantage of that and to join today, you can go to marriagehelper.com slash podcast, marriagehelper.com slash podcast. And that's in the show notes as well, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening on a podcast. Jared, it has been a joy and a pleasure, as I knew it would be, to speak with you. And I think one of my favorite lines, uh, my takeaways from what you said was, it doesn't matter where you go in life, you're always going to be with yourself. Yeah. So this is what we need to start with. And it's yep. the only thing we can control. That's how it is. That's how it is. That's us. Thank you so much for your wisdom. And it was insight. a pleasure. Absolutely. It was an absolute pleasure. And thank you listeners for joining us. And until next week, remember... There is always hope. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Relationship Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We read every review and we love hearing from you. If you haven't already, go and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. That is youtube.com slash at marriage helper. You can find full video versions of the podcast as well as other videos to help with any situation that you're facing. As Kimberly mentioned, you can get 25% off your first month of our Save My Marriage program. To do that, all you have to do is go to marriagehelper.com slash podcast. That's marriagehelper.com slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's all for us this week on this episode of Relationship Radio. And remember, there's always hope.